Hello and welcome to The Devil's Advocate. I'm your host, David Ray. And this is the show where I bring on a guest, they bring a topic, and I debate the opposite side of the issue, regardless of my true feelings on the matter. And this episode in particular is a lot of fun because I bring on my friend Liam Kreswick, who's a stand-up comedian, improviser, and this topic that he chooses is one close to his heart. So it, it leads to a really good uh, debate, I, I, I feel. Uh, but before we get into that, I would like to remind my my listeners that although that this is called the devil's advocate, I'm in no way in league with the devil. In fact, I hope that the devil, he is dragged to a party that his girlfriend brings him to, and he goes there, and he doesn't know anybody, and he, he tries to start up conversations, but you know the conversations don't really go anywhere, and so it's super awkward, and he just wants to leave and, and go home, but he can't because his girlfriend's there, and, he, and she drove and he, he, uh, he can't go anywhere, so he's just stuck, and he winds up just being in the corner, realizing that he's all alone in the world, and that nobody likes him. That's how much I'm against the devil, okay? So now that we have that cleared up, let's jump into this episode of The Devil's Advocate with Liam Kreswick. Thanks, Liam, for coming on the show. I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, we had talked about this in advance, uh, and I looked into it, and I'm very excited for this. Why don't you explain uh, what the topic is, what your point of view? And you can sure. I uh, when when uh, Dave, you first pitched this uh, pitched this idea for a podcast to me, I was um, like, oh, there's one. I'm I got a hill. I definitely want to die on. Uh, <laughs> I genuinely am about, about as close to being not offended, but it's like it really like upsets me and frustrates me. The entire idea of psychics, people who can talk to the dead, people right. who still believe, the fact that it's 2015 and every major newspaper still has horoscopes, reading tea, you take your pick, any of the, the metaphysical uh, mumbo jumbo about uh, predicting the future, predicting the future or speaking to realms beyond this, uh, this plane, it's, it's all poppycock, uh, pardon my language. <laughs> and yeah, we, we try to run a clean show around here. Sure. And, and it's, I find it very frustrating that there's still people in the world who buy into this sort of stuff. I even, I used to do a bit of a, a stand-up bit that didn't really work, so I'm going to say it here anyway, <laughs> uh, where it's like you can't really expect people not to have religious conflicts, like, you know, fighting in the Middle East over, you know, uh, Christianity versus Muslims versus Judaism, like, any of that. You, you you can't expect people to drop that if you still have people in, the the educated people in developed countries who think you can talk to the dead. It's really... Like, uh, that's, yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. get that one out of the way before we start explaining to people not to kill each other over their gods. I know before going into this episode and we were talking about it, mm -hmm. I was like, oh yeah, I'm fully... I, I agree with you. But then as I started reading mm -hmm. and like did research, I realized, you know what? I think I come around on this subject. I'm totally on board with all this. <laughs> yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. Like... Think about this, like, okay, let's start with astrology, right? right. That's, sure, maybe it seems like people are kind of guessing, like mm -hmm. they're just trying to, it's because the science is not all there, we haven't fully discovered, because consider this, you know, the whole idea of the horoscope is that it's controlled by the stars mm -hmm. and the planets, Yep. we're still figuring it out, but we know that the moons control the tides, 
Yeah. Right. So we just need no to argument there. So you <laughs> you extrapolate that. Then why doesn't it make sense? You know, those the planets in Aquarius are determining when gophers mate, and like. If you look at all oh, the like angles, the movement, oh, I see what you're yeah. saying. That the movement of the the planets, if it can if it can control things as major as the tides, why couldn't it control other natural forces? Yeah, and like all the little different pieces yeah. are like controlling every, and so it's like the astrologers know how to look at the things. Like, oh, this all together means we're going to have a good crop this year. Yeah, and, and we are just we are just animals. We are just creatures. So I guess if you if you're saying that the tides can control when gophers mate, yeah, then I'm going to meet the love of my life uh, because I'm a Pisces. Which, by what are you, uh, what's your sign? I'm Aquarius. You're Aquarius, I'm a Pisces. So. Which is funny, because I'm kind of afraid of water. Maybe that was predicted. <laughs> like, oh, he's got, that's my great fear that I have to overcome now, you know. Yeah, no, I like, it's a nice idea that, that the, uh, the forces of nature are controlled by, but it's not a force of, it's, it's so, it's so arbitrary and so, I mean, it's clearly made up, because you said, like, the science isn't all there. There's no science. These people are well, pulling we're it there. out. We're, they're pulling it out of their ass. They're just, like... Well, it's the same thing as other people who are working on the DNA stuff, where it's just, like, they're thinking that this is all connected, and they're slowly pulling it. They're discovering more about how <laughs> the DNA strand works together. You know? Yeah, but they're, they'll be the first to say they don't know everything about DNA, whereas you talk to horoscopologists, uh, or whatever you call them, astro- astrologists, I yeah. guess would be the actual... Astrology, first. yeah. Um... They think they have it figured out, and they, and and like even not not just from a day to day basis of like, well, the Pisces in the sun in the Edmonton Sun said this, but the Pisces on the Journal said this, and the Pisces on my app said my my horoscope app said this, yeah. uh, but also they say like, oh, you're an Aquarius, well, you must be like, what's what are the traits of an Aquarius? I forget. It, <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming it's. Uh, Fairly intelligent, yeah. uh, who, a person who goes by their own rules, yeah. uh, a person who is uh, uh, emotional, but not doesn't let their emotions control them. Yeah, it's all just it's all this stuff that you could apply. Even the negative things, like even when they say like, "Oh, Pisces," I think it was something like Pisces can be stubborn. It's like it, they're these negative traits that aren't even all that negative. Like you know, it's like oh, notorious. Uh, uh, stick to their guns even in the face of adversity. Like, yeah. it's not real negative things, and you can apply it to anything. Well, that, that's, that comes down to the individual, uh, you know, how much they stick to their guns. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a, there's a freedom to be individuals. There's, a, oh, there's definitely a freedom to do a lot of things in <laughs> astrology. You can kind of say whatever. Well, I, I'm not as down with astrology okay. anyway. Like, yeah. I, I'm just saying, I'm not, I don't know the future. You don't know the future. The planets have been here for billions and billions of years. <laughs> and somebody sitting in a desk at the Edmonton Journal, a little cubicle in the back corner, knows how to read those. Well, they're try- they're what? trying. It's it's hard because they're like you know hundreds and billions of miles away. And the guy in the cubicle next to them is drawing Dilbert, <laughs> and yeah, they're being and won't like, shut up. Pisces today is going to have a windfall of good fortune. Look, we know that there's a bias in the media. <laughs> And who knows, maybe there's some issue with the Taurus, the couple of cubicles over, because they didn't invite him to the birthday party. That's going to happen. That's human fault. That's not the problem with the science of astrology. I like the idea that the astrologists who write for the sun have, like, a conservative slant to their... their 
star reading. (laughs) Yeah, they just... Like a Fox News horoscope and an MSNBC horoscope have liberal and conservative biases. That's that's an interesting idea. Yeah. Well, it's because there's a great evil aboard. Who's that evil? Is it Obama? Is it Rush Limbaugh? We don't know. We have to... That's... (laughs) That's for you to punch into your own horoscope. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, well, and the other one I know we were talking about is Speaking with Dead. That was another kind of a... Yes, yes. Psychics and... I guess they're two different things, so we'll we'll go right to Speaking with the Dead. I, uh... That one's... That's the one that really gets me because, uh, we had sort of discussed the classic South Park episode of, uh, John John Edwards Edwards is the biggest douche douche in the universe. Yeah. Uh, and that was such a... That's such a great episode. Uh, but... I mean, it's true, and, and John Edwards pretty bad, but the one that always got me, because I, I worked at a, a, a chain of Canadian bookstores, uh, mm-hmm. who we will not buzz market on your, uh, on your <laughs> podcast, uh, but it rhymes with indigo, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming you couldn't find another yeah, word I realized rhyme nothing with rhymes it. with uh, indigo. Um, <laughs> and the, the, the one author that really got me, that really uh, uh, frustrated me, was a woman named Sylvia Brown, who... Uh, uh, ironically, is dead now. She passed away a couple years ago, but oh, yeah, I, uh, know I don't know if someone's in touch with her since. But um, <laughs> I'm sure somebody's somebody's got to scoop that. If out. anyone's gonna pull like a Tupac and keep releasing books after they're dead, it would uh, be, be a lady who can knows how to. I mean, if you can if you can commune with the dead uh, while you're alive, you must definitely be able to commune with the living when you're dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's my. But uh, nothing from her yet. No new books on the horizon from Sylvia Brown. Right. Uh, but she, yeah, she was one of the biggest ones of of. I mean, you name it, talking to dead um, people, talking, predicting the future. The one that got me, that she wrote a book, uh, and it was something about the lost tales of celebrities, and she claims she had made, uh, instead of just making contact with your dead family member or so-and-so's dead friend... Uh, she wrote an entire book, and each chapter was a different celebrity, and and so it was like the first paragraph, because I thumbed through it because I was blown away. <laughs> the first page would be like, here is a brief history of Johnny Carson. Uh, or, no, the, the one that got me was Richard Pryor. That was, I was like, oh my god, she channeled Rich, a pay- <laughs> yeah, you say you converted, but you got a grin on your face right now. Um... <laughs> I want to know uh, this. This one. like the bibliography of like Richard Pryor or uh, you know Jimi Hendrix or whatever, uh, and then she's like, and then I, so I talked to Richard Pryor and here's what he had to say, and then it'd be about five or six pages of the conversation she had with the ghost of you know Richard, Richard Pryor or I, I, that was the one that because he's a comedian, comedian that was the one I jumped to. But too. pick your dead celebrity. She she talked to them, and I was like, well, this is just now you now you're just daring people not to call you on this. Like, like on slander. Or yeah, whatever, yeah, and she's making up all of these things about the life and times of dead celebrities that she apparently touched. And just, it's very frustrating. Um, because it's a, it's a, gives people a sense of false hope, like they say in the South Park episode. Yeah. You're, you're really, these people are sad, they miss their loved ones, and they're clinging to whatever sort of last goodbye they can get, and, and they're capitalizing on it. Yeah. And I, I agree t- uh, with you to a certain degree, mm-hmm. like, yeah, guys like John Edward or Sylvia Brown, like, I mean, they're clearly riding the speaking with the dead train, you know, like, they're just, like, bringing the cash, they know yeah. how to talk with people, but at the same time, like, Liam, there was a guy, mm-hmm. I, I went, like, I went and investigated myself, I yeah. saw this guy, and uh, he, you know, pulled me from the crowd kind of a thing, and he's like, well, is there somebody significant in your life that, you know, I, I it seemed like there, there's, like, the, the letter A in his name, and it means a lot <laughs> to you, and I was like, oh, gosh, uh, well, my dad, my dad, his name 
had an A. Not in his first name. It was in his last name. So I was like, oh, is that who you're talking? And they immediately like, oh, yes, that's definitely who it is and latched on. <laughs> and I was like, oh, good. I've, I always want to hear from my dad. That would bring a lot of comfort to know what he, he has to say. What did your dad have to say? Well, he, I had this guy. Yeah. I don't, well, don't want to call him, you know, hype him up too much. But... Uh, my personal hero. Mm. He was able to communicate with my dad, and apparently he was uh, reassuring me to not worry about money. Oh, which is like, because like I know for myself, like oh, money is just one of those things that hang over me. And uh, my dad just, like, I mean, there was never any uh, problems with money growing up, and there wasn't like a will, and I don't know why he would talk about money at that moment, but at the same time, I worry about money. Mm. And, uh, did, and did your dad have any interaction with Richard Pryor? Did he? <laughs> well, that was what was kind of weird too. That's what she, uh, th- this guy brought in, like, yeah, and Richard Pryor and all of these dead people. And like, my dad knew those people because he was the same age as all of them. Oh. So, you know, that makes. Is that how the afterlife works? You get you bunk up with people who are the same age as you. Yeah. Well, you got to know each other, right? Yeah, like, fair just, enough. Like, what am I going to just hang out with, like? <laughs> dead uh, dead people from the Civil War? I don't yeah. know. I don't think so. We don't have robot centurions. Are we just going to like? I'm just going to quote Star Wars to them, and I'm like, yeah, I don't. I never saw it. Never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, we all speak English yeah. as well. Like that's so. Like I don't know. That to me was like proof positive right there. And and so because obviously your dad, you know. Uh, uh, was would want you to not worry about money, and so you. Yeah. See, I just know that's so. I, I don't want to. And that's the that's the other thing with this is because it's such a touchy subject. I don't want to. If I really. Yeah. Land, what are you gonna say? Exactly. I don't want to take this away from you because you seem to have a lot of closure, and that's one of the legs they have to lean on. Is your is oh you're gonna tell these people that they can't talk to their dead relatives like. You're taking those last to, to argue against this is to take away those last straws these people yes, have. Yes, that's what. Oh, what let, let, bring yeah, talk ill about my dad. So Barry, a, he's a, a World War II veteran. It's you a lose lose situation. Either we acknowledge that you'll never be able to talk to your father again, or we take away this last moment. And it's just the other thing that drives me nuts with these guys. And and because I, I again I don't want to take away these. If you feel like you felt talk to your father and you've had some closure, I I don't want to be the guy. To well, rip that out from under you. Well, and, and like I knew it was he was talking to my uh, father because uh, this guy was saying, "Well, remember how your dad always loved eating food?" And I'm like, oh. "Yeah, my dad did like eating food." Smiling? Did your dad love smiling? And he laughing loved. Too? He loved having fun. Yeah, and he loved having a good time. And, and I'm like, "That's true." You know, what? it was in his horoscope he, right before he died that he. Uh, but but he also mentioned like how my dad would sometimes not feel so great, and I'm like, "That's true." So like I I don't know I don't know that's <laughs> how, how could he know that yeah, if it wasn't like, you know true yeah well and I mean and that but the thing is that's such a and this is the next point I wanted to make that's such a powerful bit of knowledge to to have and the thing that always again to go back to to Sylvia Brown you know she claimed she could predict the future talk to the dead and uh, the part that really baffled me about it was she really takes talking to the dead in stride. Uh, I mean, I've read enough X-Men comics to know, like, if you've got this incredible, because essentially, she, like, let's say she can do everything she can, give her a benefit of the doubt, her, John Edwards, whatever, give them the benefit of the doubt that they can do everything they can, they're handling it very well. These are essentially superpowers, and, like, I'm just, I'm a comic book guy, like, I love 
comic books. And if you have the voices of the dead screaming in your ear all day long, I, I, I see one of three things happening and going on Montel Williams isn't one of them. Uh, it's either you're going to lose your mind right. and uh, no one's going to believe you and you'll get locked up in a loony bin. Uh, you're not going to tell anyone because no one's going to believe you, mm. uh, especially if it's, you know, like you're just you're, you're going to seem like a crazy person uh, or if it's provable if it's testable and provable and empirical like good science is. Uh, if this was something they can really truly do, why are they not, you know, smallvilling her and, and wanting to get her under the under a scalpel and crack her brain open and figure out what makes her tick? Like these are incredible. Like if you can do this. Why are you not helping to solve crimes, commit, you know, convict murderers and such? You're going on Montel Williams to tell someone their dad still loves them. Great power comes great responsibility. It's kind of a waste. Well, that's where, like, I come back to that, you know, Sylvia Brown, John Edwards, those, those folk, yeah. they are probably frauds. Those guys are probably frauds mm. because the ones that are really good at it, uh, I don't know if you heard of a show called The X-Files. I would like to think that there are psychics that are helping to solve these crimes that we don't know anything about. And the governments are keeping them under wraps. And so the people who are doing these circuits and try... they're oh, tr- the that's their Yeah. Well, some of them come across as shysters. They lie a little bit. They they, yeah. they emphasize a little bit. Because they, they want that sweet, sweet Montelia Williams money. Yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> But some of them, I think they are connected, and it's like their audition. Like, the government knows that these guys are going on, and, like, they'll, like, oh, that guy, I think that guy's onto it. And then they'll bring him in, and, like, they disappear. Like That's, in, there's a Men in Black style. Men in, yeah, with psychics. Well, otherwise, why would a TV show like Psych exist? You know, where it's about the... That documentary cr- psych. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that, that's based on or, true stories. Yeah, like a, uh, not, a, like, not a documentary, but like a it's like Law and Order. They rip stories from real life. Psych is the same way, I'm sure. <laughs> Even though in that one, he's also claims that he knows he's a shyster, too. And but, then, but people... Yeah, no, sorry, buddy. You can't get me. Because we've been going all the way back. Like, Nostradamus... And people try to predict the future was the other the other third part of this discussion we wanted to have. The, you but know, it happened to me. Ah, that's and I don't want. It's a whole other discussion. But same with ghosts. Is like you try to tell somebody that their anecdotal evidence isn't a. Uh, I'm because like my, my, I'm a, you can't I'm a, submit it to the court of public opinion. Yeah, but just, but to also go up and tell somebody it's like I'm sorry you didn't see a ghost. Uh, is like, well, don't tell me what I didn't see. You weren't there. There, yeah, you, you know, and and that's the problem with uh, with anecdotal evidence versus empirical evidence. Is uh, empirical evidence is what you need to drive science, but anecdotal evidence is very treasured and personal to a person. And so to try to suggest that the psychic, you know, what the psychic told them isn't true is it's like, well, you weren't there. You didn't feel the energy between her and I. Like that look in her eyes when she told me. Like I mean, when I pay, when I'm paying a dollar a minute to talk to a psychic over the phone, yeah. over the phone. Well, I mean, this is clearly a professional. Yeah, <laughs> they don't, I don't. They don't give one eight hundred numbers to just anybody. anybody. Yeah, no, they don't give tents at the Fringe Festival to just any jack a mole. Like they don't. Yeah, you you're know. you're clearly at the top of the class. That was my favorite my favorite moment at the because we do the Fringe Festival every year with yeah. improv and. We, I was hand billing and stuff, and I walked past the psychic tent, and I saw this lady like holding the guy's hand and doing the whole thing, and then I looped back around, and the the session had clearly finished, and they're sitting across from each other, much like we are now, like right across from each other, looking at each other, uh, and the the psychic was sitting very very patiently, 
Well, the guy punched in his number on the debit machine, uh, and he's holding this debit machine like, and I'm just like it looks. I would be great if like he struggled with it, like couldn't do it. Like there's problems with the connection. Like it's a shoddy machine. (laughs) Yeah, that would be. Oh, sorry, the the internet in this tent is always a little rough here. Let me. But just this this beautiful scene of a psychic sitting very patiently in her like her her scarf around her head and all of her you know bejeweled necklaces around kind of like thing. magical mystical and then and having then this guy's just like this guy's punching in a debit card <laughs> machine like and it's not even like they took him over to a till like they had someone it's on a cash lady. register yeah like she's like and so uh, this like is your, she's a server at a restaurant at a restaurant like, like she just pulled it out from her side and was like well that's your future here you go forty dollars please yeah did you want to t- t- and psychics more as well or is that kind I of just think it's all all part and parcel of the same thing it's giving people f- false hope and and the other part again to go back to indigo a bit the the books and things uh reading is sort of going out of fashion it's it's a, people don't read as much as they used to and it was always very upsetting to me to see people buying these books uh same with and i mean it's a whole conversation for another day but like counter knowledge and and conspiracy theorists and and some of the like more medical like healing crystals and things sure any of that stuff these people are buying a book and they're going to take on the intellectual pursuit of reading a book learning everything in it and walking out into the world with this new knowledge which is something not a lot of people do Do. anymore and the the knowledge they have chose to soak in isn't the history of rome or how to program in c++ it's how to you know how to channel your inner psychic and it was it was very frustrating to see people wasting intellectual energy on hokum well i i I don't know like here i understand the 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 the, the thing that faces astrology and all of these other things is that there is the problem of humans you know Mm -hmm. yeah there are some shysters and they're just trying to get their own way yeah Uh, and like they're like they have an ulterior motive you know but at the same time i think they're there are some people who are honest when they approach it. Like, in the process of putting this episode together, studying, researching, I have actually noticed mm. patterns in my own uh, in my own life. And in your tea leaves? No, <laughs> tea, tea leaves. That's silly. No, <laughs> I have discovered that uh, I can predict the future. Yes. Uh, by noticing what dead insects are on my basement floor. Okay. So I look at the dead insects and what we have, and so like we have a dead caterpillar over there, and uh, that one's a, a small nest of spiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, now some people would say it was because you don't uh, properly take care of your apartment, and I disagree with yeah. them. I say it's the insect world that's trying to speak to me. Okay. And you know, as I've been noticing these patterns, uh, it's very clearly saying to me, you know, I. Uh, there is hope for the future of humanity if Liam from the line of Creswick, if he lays down his pride and admits that Dave is right, the world will be good. So that's so, what so these, the, that's what this these, pile of uh, dead insects uh, under your printer uh, saying that if I don't if I don't give you the win on this episode, the world is doomed. Is that sort of the look? I don't want to say that. Like, I don't think that's a, uh, like, that's not a great way of uh, winning an episode, winning an argument. And your your track record's been immaculate so far. It's been, like, you know, uh, and normally I go out of my way to win it, no matter the cost. Uh, We've got empirical evidence right here. we got all of this, and, like, don't argue with me. I love that we're pointing on a podcast. We're all, we're both looking down at these. Yeah, we're we're looking at anyone's going to call us on it. No, Uh, but trust us, we're looking at these things. Again, I, I, you seem... 
between between this and the fact that you've you've had some closure with your father again, I don't want to be the guy to to take these. I don't want to be the guy to take away the the closure from you. I don't want to be the guy to take. Yeah, if I'm wrong, like if I'm, I mean, I, I'm, I'm the very world would be I'm fine. Right. The world's going to be fine if you just admit it. The world is going <sighs> to be fine, and if you say no, well, who you, knows? you know, when who climate knows? change takes us over, we know who to blame. So and see, and that's the. Uh, I mean, that's. That's the whole thing too. Is I mean, this that's is a, a character bit building the, moment for you. It is. It's even a little yeah, bit of the the heaven and hell thing too. Like if I'm, if I'm, you know, if you don't believe in heaven and hell and you're you're right, well, you'd rot in the ground. But if you do believe it, well, you know, or, you know, I mean, this is for but this is for everybody. This yeah, is this for is, everybody, not just so, my soul. So you're all I pride. guess, Dave. You know what? Uh, that that caterpillar's little leg is twitching there. Like there might be some life left, and so I guess I, I'll I'll believe in in hope, and I guess I'll I'll tip my hat to you and and and. Give it to you for now, but uh, I I want to see. There you, you have it. I want to see you there at the fringe, uh, paying forty dollars for a lady in a scarf well, to hold your hand. No, I will. Uh, you'll see it. I I once again. I you heard it right from Liam's lips. I win. So there you have it. Liam has admitted that I win. So that's hard to argue with. However, I want to thank Liam for coming onto the show. If you want to show support to him, uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Liam Creswick. Creswick is spelled C-R-E-S-W-I-C-K. So you can show him some support because now he needs he needs the gentle embrace of those who care for him. Uh, and who better to care for him than anonymous Twitter followers, right? Yeah. Uh, you can also see us together performing... At the French Festival, we are a part of an improv troupe called Sorry Not Sorry, and we do Thunderprov as well as YEG D&D, which is YEG Dungeons and Dragons. We play out uh, long-form improv stories, and uh, it's a lot of fun, and make sure you look out for that coming in August. Uh, as well, I, before I go, I would just like to remind people that I am not the devil. It's just that I lie a lot. <laughs>